everybody. I'm Val Pancakes, and joining me tonight on The Stack, I have Ashton Starr. Um, Ashton can be found numerous places, but most recently as part of the Cassandra Cup on Effie's Big Gay Brunch Features and as a regular fixture at Action Wrestling. Please welcome the delightful Ashton Starr. Hello. Oh, that was like awesome. Thank okay, you. that was awesome. I was like, girl, you got nothing to worry about. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> starting off with just compliments. It's going to be a great interview for me. I hope that you enjoy it as well. <laughs> oh, I will. Oh, well, we're going to have fun. I promise. <laughs> well, I have the utmost faith in that. So um, just to kind of start off, I know that you started wrestling in 2014, but I want to take a look at like pre-wrestling Ashton Star. So what Ooh. was a young Ashton like? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> young me is a little like, I was, I was dorky. I was, um, I was a nerd. Like even now I always I still do it. I love my comics and everything comic related. Um, I was into like video games, like Tekken's like my favorite thing. I would just stay in the house and play that. So I was a bit of a, I was a nerd. I was a dork. And then, you know, I did everything in high school and <laughs> now I'm doing, now I'm doing wrestling. It was me in high school that kind of molded me for wrestling. So then what was your first exposure to wrestling? Um, my first time watching it, I was watching it with my dad. And the um, first thing I ever saw was the infamous bikini match <laughs> between uh, Jacqueline and Sable. And that was the <laughs> one where like Sable had the handprints. That's my first little indication of what wrestling was, which is like <laughs> not the best <laughs> I, like, illustration. But I was immediately intrigued by that. And then uh, later on, I remember uh, watching, I believe Brandy Orton's debut match was the first time I actually sat down and watched like the whole show. Like that was my first time. So it was like from there on in, it kind of just built from there. So what was like, what is your wrestling inspiration? Like what, in like, who are your favorite wrestlers? Like either as a kid or now? And like, what inspired you to start wrestling? Um, my all-time favorites, I will always say I have three. My all-time favorites are Booker T, Jacqueline, and Bret Hart. Those are my all-time like favorite wrestlers. Um, I like seeing uh, people who look like me on television and getting those spots. And also, I was just super into like, one, the character work, and also like the power behind certain things. like. I, Jacqueline is throwing guys around. So I was like, well, that's cool. And um, of course, Booker T was very charismatic and I uh, felt like myself in Booker T. And then Bret Hart is just a technical genius. So those are the three I based or try to base my wrestling upon. So how did you decide to pursue wrestling? Um, Honestly, it was always something I wanted to try. You know, I at least wanted to try it once to say that I did it. So um, actually, while I was in high school, I was looking at wrestling schools. And um, I ended up finding one that was in Atlanta called the WWA4. Um, and in 2013, I signed up there and I just started training. And it just became addictive after that. So. It's always this thing. It's like, I just can't let it go. Like, it's, it, I love it. 
it's become a love and I just can't let it go. It's like a bad habit. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that you trained at um, WWA4? Yes. And how did you decide, like, what made you pick that over? I'm sure there are multiple training schools in the Atlanta area. Well, at the time, there was only the WWA4 in Atlanta. I knew that there was maybe one or two other schools, but um, and only one other maybe reputable school, but I was only privy to WWA4 at the time. So I uh, found the website. At the time, there was like a sign-up thing inside there. Uh, it was formatted very weirdly. It was very like old internet style. Like it was, it was so bad. But um, <laughs> I filled that out and I sent that off. And then I um, talked to the owner, met up. We uh, gave me a tour of the place, and um, I got to watch one of the shows where I actually decided to do it. And then I think two weeks later, I started training. So. You started training. What was your like first bump like? And what was your first time in the ring like? How did you feel? And and what made you like enjoy it enough to keep doing it? I remember um, when I started, the two best uh, bumpers and sellers at that time to me in WWE were Alicia Fox and Dolph Ziggler. So I was like, well, <laughs> maybe if I bump like them, my first time. <laughs> that's how I do it and it won't hurt and and I think I'll be okay and um I'll never forget they was like okay well this is how you take the bump and they showed me how to do it and they were like okay go and I did it and it was a great bump but I didn't get up I bumped and I just laid there for a second and they were like are you good and I was like yeah, I'm good. And he was like, okay, well, just roll out. <laughs> so I just <laughs> rolled out and I just sat there on the apron and I was like, oh, okay, this hurts. This hurts. This hurts so bad. <laughs> but um, I wanted to keep doing it. I didn't want to, like, I'm a crazy person. I wanted to keep doing it. So what are your future plans and dreams and what keeps you motivated to keep going? Um, the things that keep me motivated are um, consistently trying to get better and creating exposure for myself. Um, I think the pandemic in 2020 and um, quarantining and everything, I think it put a lot of things into perspective. Um, and just like, hey, you have to do like, not a complete like um, repackage, but you're going to have to change some things up a bit. So I started uh, studying different types of wrestling. Um, it changed my look just a little bit, but a big change with the gear. And I was just like, I just have to fully go and I have to treat it like a strategy more so than just scratching and grinding. I have to put more strategy into it. Um, and it allows me to think more and it allows me to be more creative. So I think that's what's keeping me going right now. And of course, you know, wanting to get to the big time, you know, wanting to get to the big time. But, <laughs> but you know, I um, right now, that's what keeps me going, keeps me wanting to get better. So you mentioned your gear, and I have to say, you always have, like, fire gear. Like, I don't Thank think I've ever you. seen something where I'm like, I don't just have, like, absolutely love everything. Like, love Thank it. You. I love your gear. Because, <laughs> you know, it's funny, 
before this year, I always thought I had bad year. And to be fair, looking at some of those old pictures, I had some bad year. Um, but I would with something different this time because uh, one, I had bookings mania uh, season last year. And because of the pandemic, everything got canceled. So I ordered new gear for that. And I was like, I'm gonna just do a full body sleeves and we just see how it goes. So I had to sit on this gear, I think for about two or three months. And then um, I started doing the first round of shows that were opening back up in Georgia when they decided to keep going. And that's where I first got to show the gear. But honestly, it wasn't until about Effie's brunch where people actually saw the gear and they were like, oh my God, this gear is like on point. That's what's up. Like, and that's when people liked it. And I was like, I nailed it. <laughs> we nailed it. We did it. We finally did something right. I was like, yes, we did it. So that was a big thing for me. Well, um, I, I was in Indiana for the collective. And I, I remember like even talking to my sister, I was like, like, I, I remember like liking it when I saw it then. So um, excellent, excellent work. Thank you. <laughs> on the gear. <laughs> and to, to kind of touch on that too, while we're, while we're kind of sitting here, um, as far as wrestling during the pandemic, like you seem to have made really the best you could out of that, out of the bad situation, because right. I feel like I saw you doing, you know, shows frequently, be it, you know, the limited crowd shows or um, some of the like tapings that were going on. Like, I definitely feel like I watched a lot of you on IWTV. <laughs> I've tried because I just wanted to keep busy. To me, out of sight is out of mind. So I was like, and I know there are a lot of people who um, stopped and for health reasons, and that's perfect. I am 100% behind that because that's actually super smart. And then, you know, there was the whole uh, the cancellation that happened last year amongst a lot of people. So I was like, it's looking a little empty. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, so I would be crazy to not want to like jump in there right now. You know what I mean? So I was like, I, I have to do like, I, I, I have to keep going. If not, I'm going to lose it. So I kind of went to that, but safely, I always wore a mask. I always got tested on a regular basis. So I made sure that everything was great to go. Um, but yeah, it was risky, but I think it was worth it. I think it was worth it. <laughs> well, I think it was worth it because um, you, you seem to escape unscathed from it with, right. <laughs> you know, tops right there. But um, also, I feel like, to your point, like, it is kind of an out of sight, out of mind. And by the field was so small, and then you really did emerge as, like, a star, Aww. unintended. <laughs> from like that group of people that were still going and still doing it um because i definitely knew who you were like before that but really like through seeing you so much more frequently pop up during like the pandemic and of course because i didn't have anything else to do besides watch wrestling like, <laughs> <laughs> all of us <laughs> put my iwtv subscription to good use <laughs> But what were some of your favorite matches that you did through the pandemic? 
Oh, um, <clears throat> I don't know. For, personally, I love all the ones for the Cassandra cut. Um, hmm. That was actually right before the pandemic. I was going to say me versus Trish, but that was literally right before the world closed down. <laughs> and then um, what else happened? Of course, the match I had um, at the first big gay brunch. Uh, with Mac and the Sea Stars, I think, I think me doing that crawl for the high tag, I think was re really got it popping for me because everybody loved that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and honestly, that one because I think that was the jump start for me. And you know, I got to appear on uh, GCW a few more times with the Scramble, and then once with uh, Dylan McQueen, who he's doing amazing things right now, and I'm super proud for him. So. I had a lot of what I call my like matches that I love. Um, and then of course, recently uh, with Cabana Man Dan and CT Keys, um, the one that I just had with Robert Martyr, I'm having a lot of, I'm having more fun now than anything one. And I think that's what's making me enjoy the matches more. So, what would you say has been your greatest achievement in wrestling like up to this point? And it can be like a title or a specific match or opponent, just whatever, like when you think of like your greatest achievement up, up to now. I really want to sum up my greatest achievement in just like a span of 30 days because there were three things that happened in that span of 30 days that were awesome. Um, starting with Effie's Big Gay Brunch last year. And then right after that, I got included into the PWI 500. I had never been in there before. I had always wanted to be in there. So that was super exciting. And then right after that, I got to appear on AEW Dark. So that span of 30 days <laughs> was so much fun. And, and I think that's my greatest achievement so far. That and yeah, that sounds like a very impactful 30 days to go from, you know, the big gay brunch, which was especially pandemic time, probably one of the bigger shows that ran mm -hmm. as far as like crowd being there. Right. It probably was the biggest. This is definitely <laughs> the, it was up to, you know, like up to that point when everything was still kind of like low on like attendance and things like that. It was, it was crowded. All of course within the laws, but it was crowded. It was like they, they was like CDC said this many. Okay, great. There's this many people here. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I I was I had fun. I was just I was just an audience. I had a great time. So I can imagine how you you guys all felt finally being oh, able to get like a crowd to watch you wrestle. It was so much fun. It was like it was cool because like we missed the fans. So to be in amongst the fans like that and get reactions it felt super cool it was almost like a welcome back thing but it was for like both sides that's a really good way to put it because that's kind of how i felt was like okay like we can start doing this again like i can right. start enjoying myself again <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just a it was like small wrestling coachella is what it felt like because everybody was just there having a good time enjoying wrestling and just having fun. And, you know, I missed that audience like that at wrestling shows. Yeah, and it was, the collective was running. I, I feel like 
it was mostly people that liked independent wrestling. Like sometimes wrestling shows will draw people that just like wrestling and then they don't like understand like the independent wrestling part of it, if that makes sense. Right. But I felt like everyone that was there was like there to like be in it. Like they were there to truly support their favorite independent wrestlers. And it wasn't like, where's so-and-so? Yeah, everybody was able to enjoy it. And then everybody just got to, everybody just got to just enjoy the feeling of just being in that atmosphere again. I mean, who would have thought we would have taken like the wrestling atmosphere for granted? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we, you don't think about it. It's like, you don't miss it until it's gone. And I know people missed experiencing wrestling, but as the wrestlers, we miss experiencing the people. Yeah, I imagine it has to be a little different wrestling in front of, you know, just the other wrestlers on the show and not right. having all of that interaction and crowd kind of building it up. Kind of. Yeah, it's hard, but we're getting our crowds back. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's getting yeah. fun. It's getting a lot more fun. So, and then you said that you were in the PWI 500, and that was your first time being in the 500? Yeah, that was my very first time. I was mind blown. I thought it was a joke. I realized, yeah, I thought it was a joke. I thought I was like on just like some, like somebody's like, like a blog's like cool list or something like that. And actually, um, Jared Evans saw it before I did, and he sent it to me and he said, Congratulations. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, what is this? Like, I don't know what this is. Because it was just a clip and it was just numbers. And I remember saying, I believe Casanova Valentine and uh MV Young were also names that were on that list. And I was like, what is this? And he goes, the PWI 500 came out. You're on the PWI 500. And I was like, you are lying. I need to see. Uh, I need to see the list. I gotta. I need to know that this is PWI. Let me jump on the Twitter machine and see what's going on. And then it was real. And I was like, oh crap, because I am. Um, I think Envy Young posted about it, and uh, that's where I saw myself in Casanova Valentine. And I was like, we're actually in the PWI 500. And that was so cool. I was like, that's on my bucket list of things. I was like, I have to get into the PWI 500 somewhere. And I did. And I wasn't last. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't I like, did tell it. you guys that they're doing that? You just have to find out on your own? I mean, we know they do the list because they do the list <laughs> yeah. every year. But they, oh, it's my dog. Start. <laughs> it startled me. I thought it was probably, I, I couldn't tell if it was like, through my headphones or if my neighbors were acting up again. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's 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 him. But um <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. But um no, that was just so much fun. And I was like, I I that was like I scratched it off and I was like, I just have to get higher than that from now on. Just keep <laughs> getting higher. And then you said that you did dark. Mm-hmm. So like how was that experience? I had a lot of fun at AEW. Luckily, I I knew a few people, so it was uh, it became more comfortable to me. So like, and it it felt very family atmosphere type of energy. Um, I didn't feel that I was a bother. Everybody was really nice to me. They treated me like 
I like I had been there. So it was really cool. And I was I was like, okay, this is pretty relaxed. This is nice. And it was just it was fun. Everybody was just having fun. So um, what has been the greatest obstacle that you've overcome in wrestling? Um, I don't know. I don't know, because there's a lot, there's a lot that are like personal like accomplishments that are things I never thought would happen. Like I never thought I'd ever have a television film camera on me. So that happened. And then, you know, I never thought I'd appear in PWI or see my name ever in PWI. And I've seen my name multiple times now. And I was in the 500. So like, it's me seeing these accomplishments happen. I think those are my accomplishments happening. I think that, those, excuse me, I think those are my greatest achievements that I've accomplished so far. So far. I want more, but so far, that's it. So, and as far as like the greatest obstacle that you've overcome, like, was it just like, like, I know like for like here, like I live in the middle of nowhere. So anybody that comes out of here, like that's the greatest obstacle they overcome is just sheer geography. Like, yeah. is there anything that like you feel like you conquered on your, on your way so far? I feel like I conquered Georgia. That was my obstacle because at first Georgia wasn't so open. When I started wrestling, all I had was Simon Sermon. So um, I think now Georgia has, be since Georgia has become more open, I guess, um, and acceptable to people of different backgrounds and um, orientations and things of that nature, I think is when I finally, people finally started to see me as a talent and treat me that way and then i think that is why i've gotten to the point that i got to, that i've gotten to here so i would that's the biggest obstacle i think i've accomplished is that i've conquered here and if that sounds if that sounds right does that sound right yeah i mean analogy? that sounds yeah no i get it like i said um like i live in nebraska so mm. like there's there's independent wrestling here like don't get me wrong but it's not like it's not like there's eyes on us over here. So anybody that kind of comes out of here, like that's something that they have to overcome. Is it they have to they ha they have to go out and like venture out because people aren't people aren't gonna look at you here. Right. And I honestly that's probably another obstacle. If I could just jump back on that. That's oh, that's probably another one. Just being able to get out of Georgia, because I've seen a lot of people wrestle here in Georgia and kind of just stay here. And I I've happy and I'm reluctant enough to have had opportunities outside the state in multiple places. So I, that's an obstacle I was able to overcome because I, I seen it happen a lot and I just didn't want to become a part of that necessarily. So moving right along, um, this is where I hit, like, I ask you a bunch of your favorite things. So favorite okay. things. Um, what is your favorite like road or or hype music? Um, I love ratchet rap music. Like, and they all have to be female rappers. I'm talking Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, City Girls, Megan Thee Stallion. It has to be all of them. <laughs> all of them. So 
when you're on the road, like, what are your favorite road snacks? Like, I'm a Snackosaurus Rex, so it's like, I always like to ask people, like, what their favorite snacks are. I can get really bad with chips. I try not to, but I get really bad with, like, Doritos especially. That's my go-to snack food of all time. Um, but if not that, I'll try to get, like, fruit, but I always end up getting Doritos. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> always it. It's like you try to be good, but it's just like Doritos are pretty tasty. It's like you so. can't just have you can't just have a few Doritos and put the bag down. Like, who are you, a monster? You can't do that, <laughs> right? You can't just leave them sitting there because you know right. if you do, someone else is gonna pick them up and eat them. Right? We think I'm gonna save them for later. No, I'm eating the whole bag in one sitting. That's what it's for. Right? One <laughs> bag is a serving. <laughs> right? One bag is a serving. One family size bag is a serving. <laughs> I just want people to know that anything smaller than that, you're playing yourselves. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it. You're like, going to go, go in. Go, home. go Exactly. <laughs> so what <laughs> is your favorite city to wrestle in? Uh, I'm going to say Indiana was really cool. Indiana was really cool. And I liked wrestling in uh, Jersey. And you know, I have had some good ones in New York too. It's, 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 so far, they've all been in the Northeast. Those are where my like most hypest like matches have been. So, what has been some of your favorite opponents? Oh. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go as recent as Robert Martin. I love that. I usually, I love all my um, action matches. All three of those guys were really good matches. Um, what else? Um, I got to wrestle Snoop Strikes recently. That was really cool. Um, I uh, had some matches with Owen Knight that were really cool. Um, it's just, I've had good company. I'll say that. <laughs> I've been in the presence of good company. So who would be your dream tag partner? And Ooh. who would you like to face in that in that dream tag match? Um, my dream tag partner, of course, is Alicia Fox. Um, for obvious reasons. <laughs> if I just had to pick somebody. But um, no. Um, I think Devon Monroe would be a good tag partner. I like Devon Monroe. Um, who I want to wrestle? Like my dream of a dream opponent. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to say Devon Monroe again. <laughs> <laughs> so like Devon Monroe, um, Jay Vidal. Um, who else? Um, I would like to wrestle wrestle Erica Lee. Um, I would like another with Trish. That was fun. Lee Moriarty. That would be cool. Um, there's a lot. There's actually a lot. We don't have enough time. There's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so we're going to have a follow-up later where you post on Twitter your dream opponents. Right. These are my dream opponents. If we can make this happen, Twitterverse. That would be, then, that would be great. Yeah. Somebody out there, book it. <laughs> please, please pick a name, any name, Willie Nightingale, please. 
uh, who else? Eel O'Neal. <laughs> Give me these matches. I've got Jordan Blade coming up, so that's one off the bucket list. I <laughs> I need these matches. I want these matches. <laughs> you require them. I require them. I need Mysterious Q. Can I get Mysterious Q, please? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many people out there. I I want a, a where's AJ Gray at? I'll do that. I'd risk that. I I I I'd, I'd risk my body because he's coming for me. <laughs> I know it. But I know he's coming for me, but. Yeah, I'll wrestle AJ. AJ gonna beat the hell out of me, but I'm gonna wrestle. I want to wrestle AJ. <laughs> okay, I was like, eh, I'm gonna go for it. But um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot of people. Like so, I just to kind of uh, piggyback off that. I hear a lot of people, and I feel like it's one of those things that probably just happens all the time. People who say it and it's whatever, but like, oh, indies are dead. It's not as good as it used to be, and then. You sit here and list off, you know, half a dozen people off the top of your head that would be like banger matches. I don't believe that the indies are dead at all, but like, how have you seen the indies change since you started to now? Um, There's a broader scope on what people are able to see now um with indie wrestling before you know um we're exposed to different types of characters now we're exposed to um prouder characters um whether it be of heritage or of um, background uh people are able to express themselves and bring themselves into it i feel more now because the world is more open and acceptable to um a wider scale, even though sometimes it might seem that might not seem that way, but I think as the world itself opens up to ideas, wrestling does too. So I, I agree with you. I feel like even like I've been watching rest like independent wrestling on a national scale since like early 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the time that I've been watching i feel like i've seen a lot more and i don't know if it's changed or if i've just been exposed to more because i mean youtube and you know fight and iwtv makes it so easy for me to see stuff i would never have seen before and i feel like there's a lot more variety in that as well because like on iwtv i can watch you know action one night and then i can watch like you know h2o which is a bunch of death matches <laughs> and then and then you know follow it up with like paris is bumping so it's right you kind, of, <laughs> kind of you know like runs the gamut <laughs> right it's, it's the just the scope is just so much broader now and there's so many different genres or so many different types it's just everything is exciting everything's evolving in like a fun way so I know, um, you know, you've done work with the Cassandra Cup and Butch versus Gore, um, and I know that you are, you know, an out LGBTQ performer. How? I'm trying to say the right way to say this. Like, how does it make you like? How does it feel to have that and be a part of that versus like, even when you started, how it was those things were non-existent, and then oh, to go they're... to 
to having yeah. these. Yeah, there were no gay shows. There were no those shows that uh, fully represented um, just like, I don't want to say a full staff, but like a roster that was heavy in LGBTQIA talent. You know what I mean? Um, when I started, and so when I started, there was a guy named, there's a guy in Georgia named Simon Sermon. When I was wrestling, the only gay wrestler I knew was Simon Sermon, because that's all I saw. I didn't know of anything else. Um, then uh, with traveling with AR Fox, I got to uh, go to different places and experience more and um, found out some wrestlers in New York, like Eddie the Queen and Jersey had Sunny Kiss. Um, Pennsylvania had Jamie Senegal. So there, and then now there are so many talents that we are able to have full shows that are based to showcase these talents. And I, that is bonkers because I never thought that would have happened. And now there are plentiful of shows that are able to showcase different, uh, I call this the alphabet mafia. That's what, I, that's the term I like. <laughs> I, I, it makes it sound cool. But the alphabet mafia is being showcased in different regions on different shows there's more Alphabet Mafia on a card of a regular show than there's ever been. You you had one on a show and there was another on the show. They were probably wrestling each other. And then that didn't happen too often. So now there are plentiful where like one can be wrestling this guy and another can be wrestling that guy. And they're just seen as wrestlers on the show instead of an attraction match for that one time because you couldn't get a women's match that day so you found the two gay wrestlers and put them together that's what that's what it is now and that's what every <clears throat> is equal that's all we wanted it's just equal simple simply put it's just equal do you think there's more do you think it's just more people are out and open about it because it's just more acceptable in society or do you think that there's like, do you think more people are just drawn to wrestling? I'm trying to think of the right way to put this, and that's not it. Um, um, I think wrestling has, I think with the march that was led with um, the wrestlers before, even before my time, so like before, like Cassandra's generation onto like um, Simon Sermon, and um, you have people in New York. So there was, it was, they were sprinkled, but they were the real start and people actually saw that they could work. And then when the newer bits of us came up, like myself and uh, Billy Dixon, and then we had people to look after, you know, and emulate and then make it better off of there. So that way it became more comfortable and people got more used to the idea. And then you have, undeniable talents. I mean, you got Nyla Rose, Signing Kiss, Javon Monroe, um, AC Mack, uh, uh, Jared Evans, you know, so many people who are under so many different uh, umbrellas in the mafia. So it's fun, it's enjoyable, and we feel way more welcomed now. And everybody just feels more free to be themselves. Well, I, 
I love it. I think it's, I mean, I think it's great. I love, I, I love that you like that you feel comfortable embracing that part of yourself, you know, publicly for everyone. Yeah. And I like, you know, like I'm, I'm openly pansexual. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's nice to, it's like when I watch the shows, like the first, like the big gay brunch was the first sort of like, I don't want to say pride, but it's kind of like pride thing that I went to and since, since coming out. And for me, like I cried. <laughs> I was like, it's like my people. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, I mean, there have been um, shows that were LGBTQI themed before. Um, there was Bush versus Gore. Once upon a time, there was a show called A Matter of Pride. Um, probably actually really started with that. And then um, Bush versus Gore and Paris is bumping and um, um, Effie's Big Gay Brunch and the Big Gay Block um, to Fearless that's going to happen in, out in Vegas. So there are a lot of uh, shows now to represent these talents and I think it is phenomenal. Same. <laughs> so sorry, I got sidetracked there, but no, you're fine. Happens. You're fine. <laughs> so, do you have any like pre-match rituals? Um, like, is there a song you always listen to, or something that you always do? I just get. I go back to my road trip music, and I just get really ratchet, like the last few minutes before I have to go out. I just like to plug in my headphones and just play like the worst <laughs> but like um it gives me hype i don't i don't know what it does it just gets me hype and it gets me psyched into the zone of going out there i feel so lost when i don't do it um I, that's probably it oh i just i have to I have to get myself hyped to get out there and be hyped it's insane so what is your favorite move to give and what is your favorite move to take uh, I think my favorite move to give is the tilt the world backbreaker. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite. Although I also like um the Northern Lights that I do. I like to bridge, so that one I just love that. Um the favorite move to take. I like moves where I have to post on people's shoulders. I don't I love taking those. I don't know what that's about. Like if somebody does the military press and I have to just go straight down, I love that. I also love flipping bumps. I don't know what that's about either. But those are probably my two. Any, anything involving either one of those, you got me. So who like, usually wrestlers kind of have like their, their travel, like group that they travel with. Like who would you put in your wrestle car if you had to? Go to a show like four hours away. Let's see who I travel with the most. <laughs> <laughs> um, David Ali is definitely in my car. Um, travel with AC Max sometimes, so he's probably in my car, or I'm probably in his car. Um, traveling, I've traveled with Effie uh, like twice. He could be in the car. Effie's a good time. Effie could be in the car. Um, I've traveled with Dylan McQueen. He's fun. Um, 
was Dylan McQueen, Nasty Leroy. Okay. I have traveled with Nasty Leroy and Nasty Leroy needs to be on every trip. Do you hear me? Um, <laughs> uh, Hunter Drake, uh, Donnie Janella. This is a van, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, on those ancient passenger like that. Right, right. We're good. <laughs> um, yeah, Owen Knight's in my car. Yeah, there's a few, there's a, I have a few passengers. <laughs> I have a few passengers. And that sounds like a party van. <laughs> oh, it's a good time. It's just 100% a good time. I mean, I can't imagine having you, Effie, and Nasty Leroy in a car and not having a good time. That happened. That was half of the car going to GCW Fight Forever. It so, happened. I just want to point out that it happened and it was a good time. So that brings me to my very next question, which is now, now you're telling me that you've traveled with Nasty Leroy and Effie. So I know that you have to have some good travel stories. Either something like funny or like exciting in some way. You can't tell me that you've traveled with Effie and Nasty Leroy and then be like, no, nothing's ever happened. Like there are fun moments, but I've had fun moments on car rides before. Or I'm trying to I'm trying to just pinpoint one. Um, okay, so there was this one time I was traveling with Austin Towers and David Ali, and we were going to Memphis. Oh, we were coming back from Memphis, and the car that we drove got, ended up getting a flat tire. And I am I have colorful hair at this time. Okay, so as we're getting out, David Ali is holding the flashlight. I don't know where Towers is, but I, me with the very colorful hair and the one changing this tire. And I, there are people driving by and I know they're like, I know that out of the three of them, <laughs> the one with the <laughs> colorful hair is not the one changing the tire. So I know that's what people were thinking because that's what I was thinking. And then we got in the car, I was like, that, that had to have looked crazy. I know it in my brain, that had to have looked crazy. But in hindsight, I think about it, and it cracks me up every time that I think about it. It cracks so, me up every time that I think about it. So they were off gallivanting around, making you change the tire. Well, at least, at least David was holding the flashlight. I don't know where Towers was. Towers was like, this is crazy. <laughs> 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 but no, that was a really fun one. Um, I think we lost Nasty Leroy at one point. I, I don't want to 100% say we did, but I feel like he had gone missing for at least 10 minutes. <laughs> or either he had gone missing or we were waiting on him for at least 10 minutes. It was something, it was something, yeah. <laughs> like, are you talking like before and after or are you talking like mid-trip, you stop somewhere and then, and then you I think we were almost, I think we were almost there. And we stopped at one of the big, um, one of the big huts to have like the food and all of that there like and a, like a truck stop type like a truck deal? stop type thing yeah and i guess for 10 minutes we were all ready to go and we were just like where's leroy <laughs> they were like we did there was like we were had to at least wait for like 25 minutes and then it was 10 minutes into it we were like where's leroy <laughs> 
<laughs> and for 15 minutes, we were just waiting on Leroy. Then we all went looking for Leroy. All you to find out, Leroy had went back, gone back to the truck and just left us there. <laughs> so yeah, it was. There are a lot of fun stories. The travel stories are always interesting to me because there's always like there's always one story that's like somebody did something really stupid, but there's always one story where like yeah, our car broke down and we almost died. <laughs> like no, luckily I haven't had any of those. I don't wait any of those. Um, good but, vibes. Yeah, good vibes. Only good vibes here. <laughs> but um, yeah, I luckily they've all just been like funny coincidences. No, we haven't broken down or anything. Please, no more. None of those. <laughs> so um, outside of wrestling, like, what are some of your hobbies or what do you enjoy doing? I am a nerd. So. Uh, I like I still go to like the comic book shops. Um, right now I'm like they just redid the Titans comics and now it's like Titans Academy and like the new Teen Titans are like teaching this newer generation Teen Titans. It's so crazy. See, I'm sounding like a nerd now. <laughs> like you're so um, passionate about it. <laughs> I love it so much. I love comics. Um, also, um, I have the HBO Max, so I get to watch all my DC things there. I'm just, I'm just nerding out. I'm just nerding out and just trying to be creative. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, you're a DC guy then, or are you? Yeah, if you ever get a chance to see me out of my gear, actually on my right arm, I'm gathering a sleeve that is just solely based off of DC characters. Ooh. Who are some of your favorites? Of course, Starfire is my favorite. That's 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 my baby girl. That's wifey right there. Um, <laughs> um, I love Raven, Nightwing. I'm a big fan of uh, Wonder Woman, Black Canary. Um, who else? I'm getting into Lobo. I was never into Lobo, but now I'm getting into Lobo. Um, Batman. Um, I have just started watching the Flash series because <laughs> I did, never watched it, ironically. Um, I was a big Smallville fan. Uh, I was a fan of all the Batman movies. That's right, including the one with Bat Nipples. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I'm a nerd. I love my DC Comics. That's my stuff right there. What's your favorite Batman movie? Um, my favorite one. Okay, so I know the newer Batmans and everything are like cool and like everybody loves the Dark Knight, like great. <laughs> but, um, because oh, I'm trying to remember the orders. <laughs> so I, I'm thinking is, uh, I want to say Batman Begins. So, like the first. Like the, the very the, first, the, the the first Christian Bale one. Yes. Yes. Don't skip me, George Clooney, please. <laughs> I mean, I, although I I like Bat Nipples and 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 I like, but no, I don't want. I don't. <laughs> doesn't do it for you. No, it doesn't do it for me. See, I I'm my 
unpopular opinion, I guess, is my favorite Batman movie is Batman Forever. With Val that Kilmer is a good Batman. one. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a good one. I've always liked the older ones. I felt like some of the, the adaptations of some of the characters are a little weird sometimes, but I like it. I like it, but I, I honestly, with DC movies, you have to watch the animated ones. The animated ones are where it's at. See, I've heard that before and I've never delved in. So, like, as a person who's never delved into that, like, where would you have me start? <laughs> um, first of all, I would probably start you off with some animated series. So, we probably get with Batman animated series, of course, Superman the animated series. Um, also, have you dive into the whole Justice League series? Um, of course, get you the Teen Titans in there because that is groundbreaking, one of the best cartoon shows of all time. Um, and then from there, we'll start diving into some of the films. You know what I mean? We'll start really diving into some of those films. And then, um, you know, of course, get you with those origin stories that lead all the way up to Justice League, uh, Dark Apocalypse, which was the big turning. See, this is why <laughs> <laughs> I can't get started on the nerd stuff. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a whole journey. You have to set time for it. <laughs> so what upcoming shows do you have? Um, well, tomorrow I'll actually be in good old Texas. Um, <laughs> that's the worst accent. <laughs> I will be in Texas for Experience Wrestling. I'm super excited for that. In a fatal four-way with some really talented people, and I'm super excited. Um, then Saturday, I'm going to be at IWE um, in a scramble match. And I'm so excited because there's Barry Morales and Logan Creed and AC Mack is in there and Skrilla. So I'm excited for that. And then um, I know after that, um, there will be Paris is bumping. And then there is Ohio Wrestling Alliance. They're doing that big three-show stream for IWTV. Wrestling Jordan Blade there, so I'm going to punch her in the face. <laughs> and then um, there's a lot. Of course, I'm going to be going to Fearless. Um, I'm sure to follow Effie certain places, because I'm just going to start following him and creeping him out. And then, <laughs> and then I have some other things I can't talk about just yet but we'll see very soon mm -hmm. stuff to look forward to and watch out for and catch various places that's what i'm hearing you have a lot coming up is what i'm hearing yeah i have a lot of i have a lot coming up I, there's certain things i can't say and i'm not going to say until they're announced because nobody might i don't think that's anybody will be ready for one of those Ooh. yeah the, that like that is like building like maximum hype because now I'm like gonna be. It's a match I never thought I'd do. So we'll see. Oh, see, like you just keep building it up. Like now we're all gonna be like. <laughs> Once in it. a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, it is, it is a match that I'm excited for that hasn't been announced yet for anything, but hopefully soon. Ooh. Well, I will, I will definitely be on the lookout there. Yes. Um, because <laughs> you like, I mean, I would watch anything that you do anyway. 
but like that just like builds it up that much more for me so i'm that much more excited about it girl i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) i'm so excited i am so excited but yeah (laughs) and then of course you know um not in june but i will of course be returning to action and southern honor and um I hopefully Bush versus Gore will come back and I'll be on more of those. So we'll see. I have devious plans. Devious, I say. Devious. I, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in case somebody is hearing about you for the first time by watching this, I, I literally have no idea how that would have happened and how someone could not have heard you, you by now. But let's just pretend for argument's sake. <laughs> what what are some matches that you would have you know you'd tell people to check out to get like a better picture of like in ring ashton star hmm honestly anything recently needs to be from iwtv um i think one match that i have that's not from iwtv that i would tell people to watch is probably me and eddie mcqueen from fight forever i know that's on youtube um but yeah, everything else would probably be watch the last three action matches, watch um, my latest stuff from Southern Honor, watch me all the way in the Cassandra Cup. Um, um, all of Effie's big gay things. <laughs> <laughs> um, those are the ones I'd probably show people. And like, that's who that is. If you see anything that looks like this even before that time, it's wrong. It's a lie. <laughs> it's wrong. So I know that um, you also had a documentary released on YouTube fairly recently. Yes. Um, I, I did watch that and I was, I don't want to like spoil it for anybody because if you haven't seen it, like you should absolutely go watch it. You just have to go to like YouTube and search Ashton Star and it's one of, like the first <laughs> few things that pop up. Um, and I would like 10 out of 10 recommend that you watch it because it was- Thank you. It was so good. It was like such a good like insight into you as a person and um, some of the, you know, your, I don't want to say like origin story, but kind of. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Um, um, the idea was actually brought to me by uh, Nathan Mari of Kind Punk. And, you know, he's known for uh, filming like videos with like Chris Jericho and Sting. So he and his company, they know their camera work. And he approached me with the idea of wanting to start documentaries um, and want to start with wrestlers. And um, back when the pandemic first started and everybody was telling their stories about their um, dealings of abuse, I had tweeted and I was like, well, one day I will be able to share my life story with you, with you guys. And um, he messaged me about that and he was like, I really want to get this going. I want to do this documentary, um, be able to get a good look at so like who you are and everything. And I was immediately down. So um, we filmed it in January, which is why my hair is two different colors in that video. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that so was a stylistic was, choice. It, yeah, it was. It was. I had had no say so in that whatsoever. Um, <laughs> but no. Um, it was a lot of fun and you know even my closest friends tell me that i don't share much and i'm not open enough so i was like well here's an opportunity for people 
to learn a little bit more about me. <laughs> and then, you know, put the top back on it. And that's it. <laughs> so well, it was it was dope. It, it, I, th- I loved it. I thought it was very, like, real and touching. And I definitely cried. So. Oh, I feel I feel so bad when people tell me they cry. I, I feel like, bad. Oh, I don't want to make you cry. <laughs> don't feel bad. You elicited emotion. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. If people didn't show emotion about it, then how do you know that they cared? That is true. I, I appreciate that. That is true. I had to get used to it. I was like, you watched it. You were crying. No, I'm crying. We're all crying. So like, I, oh, like I rarely cry, but I have this thing for seeing people who are close to me cry or me making people cry. And I'm just like, don't you do it. <laughs> don't do it. These tears burn. Don't you do it. <laughs> so like, yeah, that I felt good. I felt bad because they cried, but I felt good that they resonated with it. I mean, and, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, like I am naturally a crier. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, I can cry for any any emotion. Like I can cry because I'm happy or sad or upset or angry or sleepy or hungry. I, any of the dwarves, I can cry yeah. for those reasons. Um, I'm a crier. <laughs> so I'm a person. <laughs> I just I was like, as long as people liked it, and I was like, if you, I was like, you're crying because you liked it, and they're like, yeah, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah i because I, I liked it um you and i know i don't again i don't want to give too much away but your your story about coming out kind of i guess resonated with me a little bit because like when i i just one day i just decided i was going to do it and i just i called all my family members and i was like mm-hmm. here it is and i was supported the whole way and i know that not every like like you mentioned in the in the documentary, not everybody has that. Yeah. I I know people who experience like the dark end of the come out story. So I I know there's a fear. I think that um in communities we're kind of subliminally taught that there is a fear associated with this. You know what I mean? So that's why it's so scary to do the old come out story because it's it's emotion one is emotionally draining and then two like once you do it like you don't know where it's going to go because you've been thought to know that it, it may end badly but my mom was like <laughs> like she was like okay she's like she was, like, she was like, I already know, you know, so it was, it was cool. And we got to sit there and we got to talk about it. And, you know, and, and I think that was the most open I've ever been ever. It's like, cause I don't care about anybody else's opinion. As long as my mom is okay with it. And that's probably why I'm so kooky now. Cause I'm like, she's comfortable. I'm comfortable. <laughs> and I, I love the kook. I love it. I think it's great. And- one of the many reasons why I enjoy you, not just as an in-ring performer, but the attitude and positivity that you bring to, to everything that you do. Every, you know, even this interview now and every, your, your documentary and every other thing that I've seen of yours, you've seen, you're so like positive and uplifting. And it's, you're, 
it's something that people want to be around. I just want to give the energy that I always wanted when I was starting. So I always try to give that energy out. And, you know, I just want everybody to have a good time. Whether you cheer me, whether you boo me, I just want people to have a good time. Did you enjoy yourself? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, did you enjoy yourself? Did you have a good time? Okay, great. Here's my merch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to thrill people. So for me, that's what it's about. So um, I'm kind of winding down, but I do have a few questions left. And then I know that um, Chuck will probably hop on and have questions from the chat. I'm sure that there okay. are questions. Um, but what would you tell a 10-year-old Ashton if you could go back in time today? Start working out now. <laughs> Start working out now because if you wait until you turn 18 to try to start working out, you're going to be miserable. And I'm always miserable. <laughs> start working out now. <laughs> um, um, and just whatever you decide to dip your foot into, go for it 100%. Be damned to take no for an answer. Just go for it. Just, you know what your, you know what your, you know what your goals are. Just go for it. So now a um, couple of like, I, I think they're more of the like fun questions. Um, not that this, I'm, I hope that this isn't fun for you. I've enjoyed myself. No, I I've enjoyed fantastic. myself. <laughs> I've done a lot of laughing. I've done a yeah. lot of laughing. I love being able to laugh with people. Same. Like I'm a giggler, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a natural born goofball. So like being able to giggle and like be kooky and crazy and like raw at people is great. That's awesome. <laughs> so um how do you take your pancakes? Um, I like a three stack. I need butter in between each stack. And I either need fruit and light syrup or I need a nice warm maple. Oh, with pecans. Ooh. Yes, you're making me order IHOP <laughs> after this. Yes, ma'am. Oh. Oh my God, that's the first question. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, that's going to be a hefty bill. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm just glad that you didn't tell me that you like waffles better. No, I hate Please waffles don't. actually. Thank you. Same. I hate waffles. I don't know. I don't like the crispy edges and then the fluffy in the center. Exactly. No. And no. then you, the syrup like sits in the. Waffle yeah, like like little bowl, and then it's cups. messy. Like, no, thank just hook yeah, up I my want, pancakes. I want it to like <laughs> kind of like absorb into my pancakes. Right, and the fact that waffles have the potential to be crunchy irks me. I hate the texture of a crunchy waffle. Oh, it's like I don't like the whole like crunchy, and then it's like sometimes it's not it's, as soft in the middle as you would prefer. It's not. It's like eating like cardboard sometimes and you just put sugar on top of it right you're like right. just drown it in syrup i guess right it's like uh <laughs> no, I, I, 
no, um, don't don't feel sorry for waffle hate. This I'll is see, now now I'm not ordering food anymore. That kills oh, it for me. No, so let's go back to the pancakes then. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about how you like those pecans. Like, mm-hmm. do you ever go like? Do you ever get like fancy pancakes? Like, what's the best pancakes you've ever had? Um, I love pancakes with strawberries. Okay, this is just my food monster talking, but the strawberries and the syrup are a cheap meal <laughs> that I crave at all times. Um, I also had carrot cake pancakes one time. They were delicious. Ooh. They were I, so good. I tend to sometimes enjoy like the, from IHOP, you can get like the strawberry like cheesecake pancakes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, now you make me want stuff, French toast. See, I like French toast. Like, I don't, I don't hate on French toast. Oh, no, I love French toast. Same. But the stuffed ones are just, <sighs> I'm gaining weight just thinking about it. <laughs> Do oh, you t- it's, it's so good. Are you like a breakfast foods person? Some people are like, I don't like breakfast foods. Um... You know, it's weird. I am, but sometimes I don't wake up early enough and I'm just like, okay, well, there's breakfast. I oh, love no. making myself egg scramble bowls Ugh, and like low fat mozzarella cheese and just let it, just watch it, it gets stringy. Uh, there's mushrooms and sausage sometimes and spinach and some onions and just fantissimo. <laughs> Just so good. <laughs> Breakfast foods are legit. I'm clearly oh. a pancake fan. So, um, I... no, sorry, I was listening. Oh no, you're fine. I was. I if you want to, you know, speak more on breakfast food, like I can listen to that. I was I, like, I'm, no, I'm okay I, have, I have said enough. They know that I love breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, last question that I have, and then like, so I'm sure the guys will have their questions as well, but I'm just, I'm just going to set like a scene for you. Okay. So imagine you're like, I'm hungry and you're kind of like, I want something sweet. And you go to the store and you're like cruising the aisles and you get to like the cookie aisle. Okay. And you're looking around and you're like, you know what? I just want to go with like a classic, like I just want an Oreo. And you look at the, the section where there are Oreos. Okay. And there's there's single stuffed Oreos and there's there's double stuffed Oreos. Which one are you taking? Um, I'm taking double stuffed mint Oreos because that is my go. That is my bee's knees, actually. So <laughs> those, I, those nice fat mint Oreo. See, I'm not a mint person, but I can absolutely a thousand times get behind double stuff. That is the unofficial correct answer to the question. So I was right in a way. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. if you want du- if you want double your mints, then by all means. Yes, I'm a mint person. I know it tastes like toothpaste. I love mint. Hey, it is you? what it is. Mint ice cream, mint Oreos, the mint candies they give you after you eat at the Olive Garden. Yes, I love, <laughs> I love mint. So I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I, I'm just, girl, don't let me harp on my love for mint. <laughs> you can harp on your love for, I got, I got time. You can harp on them all you want. 
I got nothing to oh, do after this. But you have to, <laughs> if you get the chewable mints, the soft chew mints. Like the, are you talking like the little like? They're kind of like big and red. They, there's, they have the colors of a mint, but they're a little bigger. Okay, and yeah, I think more cylinder about. shaped. Oh. See, like Bless. I'm a, I'm not a big mint fan, but like I I rock with some Andes mints pretty hard. So Andes mints. Oh, I used to. I was an old kid. Okay, I used to have Altoids. I loved Altoids, and all the, the other kids had icebreakers, and I had Altoids. <laughs> I loved Altoids. So what you're saying is, um, you want everybody to bring you Altoids? Just bring me anything mint, please. Mint or cinnamon, I would take either one. So Oreos, Fireball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, big red chewing Oreos gun, and cinnamon fireball. rolls, yes, um, um, ruffle mints, uh, <laughs> like there, there are options. Okay, just saying. Well, that is my questions. Do I have a Captain Chuckles? Oh yes, I am here. Brilliant. in the sky. First of, all, first of all, I just want to say, Ashen, I will hang out with you anytime. If you've got cinnamon rolls and big league chew and like all those, I, I'm there. I'm there Dude, for Dude, I'll get us some fireballs. Like the fireballs. Oh, fireballs. Yes. Like fireball. Heck yeah. Rumplemints, actual fireball. I'm, I'm there. Fireball in the fireball. We can make Ooh, that work. I like that. All right. I like that. But of course. <laughs> But of course, we have some questions from the chat. So we we actually have a bunch. Okay. So I'm gonna start off. This this question came in way in the beginning when you were discussing your time at WWA four, and it's from Eric W. His question was: Were you there when Curtis Hughes was involved? Yes, I was. I actually started training with him. I started. Uh, I did have a match in 2014, but I started training in 2013, and he left in 2016. So I was with him for about three years. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know if Eric was still in here, but Eric, go back and watch it on demand or on YouTube, and you can get your answer. So let's see. Our next bunch of questions, it's a slew of them, come, come from Nails in New York, and the gentleman that you just wrestled last Friday, Mr. Robert Martyr. So we're, we're going to start off with uh, Nails' question. The first one uh, was there was some Twitter buzz over your changing of your hair. Did you think that it would cause that much of a stir? Uh, I didn't think, honestly, I didn't think people paid that much attention. I knew I was known for my hair, so I figured that people would react to it. Um, there were a lot of positives, but there were, there were a few people that were like, what is this? What is that? What is this? So like, I don't know. I think for certain people, it's going to take some getting used to. I just like the fact that I can wear hats again and if we could just <laughs> let me live, there if you, you just go. let me live. <laughs> okay. So I know we touched on the documentary and I know that, uh, Nails and Christopher both dropped the link to the YouTube, uh, site in the chat. 
but her question was when you were filming it did you get any good feedback or what was your favorite piece of feedback after um because filming it it was just myself and nathan we just filmed the actual uh actual talking and storytelling that was all done in one take okay um the feedback after I was shocked. First of all, I was shocked it got as many views as it did because um, I wasn't expecting that. But there were a lot of people who reached out to me and I thought it was really cool. Like I said, Dilla McQueen reached out to me. It was like, uh-uh, I just watched your documentary. I just watched your documentary. But I, it, it made it, the hearing that my friends watched it and then they got to peer into um, what I'm about and kind of what makes the crazy train grow like go. Mm. Um, I think they were appreciative and I I was glad to share that with my one, my friends, but also with everybody else. Nice. So everybody make sure after we're done here today, tomorrow, go check it out on YouTube. So we got another one from Nails. Uh, she wants to know, and and I'm gonna bulk her last two together. She okay. wants to know, what was it like being Sean Dean's quote-unquote last opponent? And then also, do you think you'll ever go back to AEW Dark? Um, okay, I'm going to start with the easier question. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I would love to go back to AEW Dark. It was a lot of fun there. I enjoyed my time there. The company was great. Um, so if I ever got the chance again, yes, I would go back to do AEW Dark. Um, could you repeat the first question for me? Uh, it was, what, what was it like being Sean Dean's last, quote-unquote, last indie opponent? Um, well, I think Sean Dean is signed, so I think I'm his last indie opponent. <laughs> <laughs> he is signed, signed, you hear me? Um, it was, it was so much fun, um... I was one of Sean Dean's first opponents when he first came to Georgia, started training at the WWE 4 with Fox. And we've kind of always paralleled. We, um, at that school, we ended up winning the tag belts. And, um, you know, we would go on to face each other um, once more at a Southern Honor before his official last match. So being able to kind of be there as part of his journey up it felt it was awesome it was an awesome feeling nice okay so these next three come from uh mr martyr so his first question is what was the biggest thing that you learned from your match last friday at action hit harder <laughs> hit harder it was like look damn it he he hit me and i felt like i hit him but he hit me. So I like, you know, and that's what I want. That's what I crave. And watching it back, I was like, why am I not giving it back like I'm supposed to? And and I'm very critical of my stuff. So I was like, ah, oh, I gotta get him harder. But um, that's probably my biggest, the biggest thing where I was like, I should have just hit him harder. I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you harder the next time I see you, sir. So harder, harder. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> that, I like it. Uh, second question, he wants to know, where do you see yourself in five years? Hopefully signed. Because in five years, I will be in my 30s. 
<laughs> and I would love to be signed somewhere. I, it's still my goal to somewhere before I turn 30, get a contract somewhere. And that is my goal before I'm 30. Nice. So his last one is, if there's one place, promotion, or country that you could choose to build your legacy in, where would it be? One country? He's, he's saying one place, promotion, or country. So wh where is the place that you want to solidify the Ashton Star legacy? I want the WWE. There I go. I Ooh. popped away for a second. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like, we were like, oh, you told me you weren't going to leave in the middle of this. <laughs> no, no, I popped away. My, my battery thing popped up and it took you guys away for some reason. I was like, oh, no, we're going to keep trucking. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, it tried to take me out. I was like, excuse me, Ruth. <laughs> but um, yeah, WWE is where I want to go. Okay. That's what I want. Okay. We got a, a late question. And we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the last question from Vic Sage. Uh, whose gear do you covet? Whose who's gear do you really like that's out wrestling now? Uh, whose gear do I really, really like? Besides your own, of course. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I really like Willow Nightingale. Mm -hmm. I really like her gear. Um, oh, there are actually a lot of people really like their gear. But I'm not trying. I'm not gonna guess nobody up. Um, Ziggy Dice's gear is super colorful. Ziggy Dice has really colorful, nice gear. Um, Kiera Hogan stays having fire gear. No pun intended. Mm -hmm. Kiera. Kiara yeah. stays having great gear. Um, and Danny Jordan's gear is really good. Nice. While I'm at okay. it. So yeah, those are those are those are my faves right now. Okay. And the the last question in there comes from the action CEO himself, <laughs> Matt the Mouth Ribbon. He wants to know who's your favorite promoter. Vince hmm. <laughs> McMahon. <laughs> well you heard it here first matt you heard it here first <laughs> no matt and the griffin knows i love him okay so he's gonna be like what was that yeah <laughs> right <laughs> okay so that's all the questions we have from chat we have a new little thing it's called the lightning round it's about 10 questions and we're gonna go through them real quick real fast first thing that comes to your mind that's your answer so are you ready for the lightning round? I'm ready and scared. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. We, we, even, we even have sounds this time. Christopher, <laughs> I, told, I told you we get sounds. Okay. Here we go. Question number one. What was the first concert you attended? Mickey James. <laughs> it was Mickey James. What? what? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm the one that got thrown off on, on that one. <laughs> Uh, favorite school subject? Science, specifically biology. Okay. Least favorite word that you like to use? Please. What color <laughs> is your toothbrush? Black. 
least favorite type of music? Um, uh, trap music. Okay. What is your favorite streaming service? Oh, HBO Max. Okay. If you're going to Subway, do you have a particular sub order? Yes. What is that? It is an um, spicy Italian foot long on Italian herb and cheese bread, toasted with pepper jack cheese. I need spinach, red onions, pickles, banana peppers, uh, tomatoes, salt and pepper, and light mayo throughout, cut in half. Um, and if I feel like it, I get two white chocolate macadamia cookies. Love it. Love it. <laughs> okay, favorite board game. Um, um, checkers or sorry. Okay. Do you have a dream vacation destination? Hawaii. Okay. Now this last question, my daughter created as we were coming <laughs> up with the lightning round earlier tonight. So bear with me while I <laughs> go through this. Okay. If you had a magic freezer that gave you unlimited ice cream, would you choose only your favorite ice cream to have over and over again? Or would you rather have one that would magically give you new flavors added every time you opened it? I would want magical new flavors every time I opened it. Awesome. Perfect. That's 10. Yes. We're done. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. That last one was adorable. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I have like a, like probably a list of 200 questions that are like really, really quick stuff. And I, <laughs> I asked her and my wife tonight, I said, hey, give me some help with some questions. So they ran down like a whole bunch of things. And sh she gave me that one. And I was like, I have to, I have to ask it. I have to ask it. And I was like, I hope that Ashton likes ice cream. And if you didn't, I even had a backup question just in case you didn't like ice cream. So we, we Wait, were set. the backup question? Yeah. Oh. Okay, backup question was, do you have anything interesting that you collect? Uh, Starfire figurines, actually. Actually, behind me, I have like two plushies. There's uh, one. She travels with me sometimes. And, um, oh, and there, there are Pokemon plushies back here too. And don't mind Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, <laughs> but, but um, oh, and Baltics and Ninetales are my favorite Pokemon, by the way. And then a Starfire that a fan gave me. So yeah, I, and I have Starfire stuff everywhere. So yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Boom. I mean, and a bonus question. We love it. We love it. <laughs> that's all we got. That That's the lightning round. Okay. I made it. <laughs> well, for, now that we've completed the lightning round and gotten to all the questions in chat, I'm going to say that this has been the stack. I'm Val Pancakes. This has been Ashton Starr. Please follow Ashton on all social media outlets. I know you have Twitter, Instagram. I have Twitter and Instagram are my most prevalent. So for Twitter is um, um, Ashton is a star. And then on Instagram, it's, it's Ashton Starr. And y'all held my Instagram out because um, I had to start a new Instagram account and they got me below a thousand followers and 
I would cry because I had to start over and I have to work all over again. But yeah, if you can go follow Instagram, <laughs> that would be great. Follow Ashton on Instagram. Please, on Instagram. And, um, <laughs> and please check out the documentary Starfire on YouTube. Yes. Um, and then you can always catch up on his action in action on IWTV. Yes. And I just want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. That was so much fun. I had a blast. So thank you for agreeing to hang out and talk with me for a little bit. Visit IWTV.live today to watch these great action wrestling events, plus numerous other archive shows from action and other great independent promotions. Use code ACTION for a free five-day trial. Don't miss out. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Bald Monkeys. Watch us live on our new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash The Bald Monkeys.